Mountain believes every brand should be on TV, regardless of budget or size. That's why their self-serve performance TV platform takes the difficulty and expense out of connected TV advertising. With Performance TV, you get access to tens of thousands of audience segments, so you can always find your target customer. Mountain serves your ads exclusively on premium streaming networks to elevate your brand profile and auto-optimizes your campaigns thousands of times a day to ensure you're always at peak performance. Visit Mountain.com to learn more. On this episode of the AW360 Podcast, I speak with Jeffwa Martin, COO of Ogre. Jeffwa discusses his post-cookie vision, Ogre's value proposition, and how the path forward is built around the idea of personified advertising and not personalized advertising. I hope you enjoy this episode. Jeffwa, welcome to the AW360 Podcast. Pleased to have you on today. Great. Thanks for having me, Richard. So you're Chief Operating Officer at Ogre for the uninitiated, and I doubt there's too many of them, but let's assume maybe there's a few. Tell me a little bit about Ogre and what you do there. Yes. So Ogre is uh, an ad tech company uh, specializing in what we call personified advertising, which is uh, fully ID-less, cookie-less solutions uh, to target uh, efficiently online uh, the right people at the right time for our clients. Our clients are mostly brands uh, in all verticals, and we are a worldwide company. Uh, the company was started back in uh, 2014 as a UK limited company uh, by two French funders. And since then, it grew to a global company present in more than 20 countries uh, with more than 500 employees. Excellent. And you know, you said the magic word there, cookie. We've all been waiting for the eventual demise of the cookie for quite some time. From your perspective, when does that actually happen? I mean, just a ballpark idea, because we've been waiting for it now for what feels like the, the entire duration of the pandemic, if not longer. If I may, I'm actually not going to answer your question directly. I don't know if that's <laughs> allowed in your in your podcast, Richard. Excellent. Well, I do, but, I, but I promise I'll answer the question in uh, in probably three or four minutes. But what I'd love to do, if that's okay with you, is to kind of give uh, some high-level context of uh, our industry and uh, and the components of the industry, and why mm -hmm. cookies uh, and more generally third-party identifiers are so uh, are so important and, and and such the talk of uh, of the time, if that's okay with you. Um, Absolutely. So Great, thanks. Uh, at the high level, you know, I want to define our industry and, and, and basically our industry, uh, if you want to put it in a, in a positive way, which turns out to be true, uh, allows for the internet to, uh, to remain free. And why is that? It's uh, because outside of uh, what's called the wall gardens and outside of, um, of the, the websites where you have to pay to get to contents, the vast majority of uh, the content online worldwide is free. And obviously, uh, building content and paying for hosting fees and technology is expensive, which means that for most uh, websites out there to be able to continue to provide contents for free, they have to be able to find some way of monetization. The easiest way and uh, the least intrusive way of monetization is actually advertising. 
and the companies that are allowing for those websites to uh, advertise and, and monetize uh, their content are called ad tech companies and that's what we do so to uh, if you want to put a positive spin on the industry uh, we are basically allowing for the the internet to remain free and uh, without free internet there will be no internet so that's uh, that's kind of uh, you know a high level setup and then if you allow me to to then break down the industry uh, the way we at augury like to look at it is in three big buckets uh, the first bucket is uh, the folks that I already mentioned called the wall gardens. And uh, and these are folks like, uh, you know, Amazon or Facebook or TikTok or, or Apple, where they have um, interestingly enough content so that people are going to willingly give their information and allow those wall gardens to use this information and as they see fit, including monetization. Uh, and, and that's what we call first party data because the wall gardens have access to data that was willingly given by the users. More and more, that first bucket also includes very big retailers, uh, you know, in what's called, uh, uh, you know, the third wave of ad tech called retail media, which is something I know extremely well, uh, given my, my past experience prior to joining Augury. Uh, but if you want to, uh, to transact on very big retailer sites such as Walmart, and target, for example, you have to give consents as well for your data to be used. So that's the first big bucket. Uh, the second bucket is traditional ad tech companies, uh, you know, folks that have been around for quite some time. And for them to be able to target the users and to provide advertising on, on websites, they have to use what's called third-party identifiers, the most well-known being the cookies. And we'll talk about that in a minute. And finally, you have a very small bucket of ad tech innovators, companies like Augury, who've based their business model on ID-less, cookie-less solutions, because we have anticipated that the third-party identifiers and the cookies are going to disappear. And as you can imagine, when that happens, and I'll, as you know, I'll finally answer your question, Richard, when that happens, uh, the winners for the industry are going to be people in bucket one, and obviously pick up people in bucket three, the innovators. Um, now, for the demise of the cookie, as you know, third-party identifiers and cookies have already disappeared from the iOS, the Apple environment. It's getting tougher and tougher to use uh, in a lot of countries, including Europe, uh, with a crackdown from the regulators, uh, for example, with GDPR, and certain states in the US uh, with CCPA. And um, uh, we all know that other ecosystems, like uh, the Android ecosystem, for example, uh, has announced for some time that the cookies were going to be deprecated. They keep on pushing it. The latest date is end of 2024 right now. But if you think about uh, the percentage of the ecosystem that now relies on third-party identifiers and cookies, I think that by the time they become uh, irrelevant, um, you know, we'll be probably looking at uh, uh, mid to end 2024. So Ogre was founded in 2014, which, you know, you would think is long before all of this privacy consciousness became sort of a spotlight issue, before it became fashionable, before it was hip and popular and now. What was the catalyst for Ogre to position themselves as sort of a privacy conscious technology company? Yeah, thanks, Richard. That, that's a fantastic question. And that's what allows us today uh, you know, to be able to uh, to provide the, the personified advertising at scale uh, that, that we're able to do today. 
Uh, and, and the reason why is because our founders actually have started several other ad tech companies prior to Augury. And long before, uh, you know, privacy became a concern and long before the re regulators started to crack down, they had the foresight to realize that these days were going to happen. Because having worked in this industry, they realized that the amount of data that was collected, uh, very often unbeknownst to the users, uh, was going to become a problem at some point. So what uh, they had the foresight to do was from the get-go to create a company where every single data that was collected was collected with full consent of the user where be, way before uh, that was required by the regulator. And that allowed us uh, from 2014 until 2020 to collect uh, trillions and trillions of data on more than 2 billion devices that we are now using as the basis for our data lake that allows us to have such uh, an intricate knowledge of uh, the personas that you can build and also on how to target these personas on a specific website. And the way we're doing that is uh, through um, a combination of our historical data that we're the only one to have. Then we are doing surveys at scale on a daily basis. We're collecting more than 40 million data points thanks to survey next year. We are then uh, adding on uh, data delivery uh, information uh, at the, uh, you know, thanks to every campaign that we run. And we're running thousands of campaigns on a daily basis. And finally, like everybody else, we also are doing uh, contextual and semantic uh, for sanity check. Uh, but as uh, we've discussed uh, before, contextual and semantic is just not enough. Uh, to do um, ID-less, cookie-less advertising at scale. So when you take all of that together, the fact that we started the company uh, with uh, you know, the, the focus on privacy uh, um, at the heart of the matter, that's part of our DNA, uh, that allows us now to, uh, you know, as of today, uh, provide 100% of our company in an ID-less and cookie-less environment, which again, to our knowledge, we are very uh, a few companies in the world able to do that. Excellent. And so let's dive into this third bucket. You know, one of the things that, you know, we've heard a lot about, you know, the various solutions that are, that are coming. Um, everything from contextual advertising to you know, personified advertising, personalized advertising. What is Ogre's path for that third bucket? Yeah, so our path is exactly, I'm glad you, you mentioned it. It's all about personified advertising. And what that means is rather, uh, you know, and, and if you contrast that with uh, hyper-targeting uh, that is possible thanks to the cookies, also personalized advertising, which means to target you as a person. What personified advertising means is to target personas. And that's by essence the definition of advertising the way it was uh, invented as an industry more than 100 years ago. And then if you think about it, that's what brands are looking for. What brands are looking for is a set of characteristics that defines a persona, and they expect for advertising partner to deliver uh, that persona at scale. Uh, we are all very complex individuals, and we fit many, many different personas. So when you go into hyper-personalization, you might miss some aspect of the personality that you're targeting. And uh, we believe that what's more efficient 
is to define together with a brand a set of characteristics. So for example, female, you know, 40 to 45 living in a suburban area uh, in Minneapolis uh, who like dogs, uh, who like um, uh, walking out, who like spinning, but also like uh, um, cooking and uh, drinking wine. That is a persona. And what we're doing at Augury, we are defining um, personas, millions of them, thanks to our unique data set uh, that's fully uh, um, collected with the full consent of um, uh, the, the users. And that also is uh, uh, future proof. And what we're doing is rather than targeting uh, a person after that, and rather than targeting an identifier, we're going to target the destination i.e. where we know that type of persona is more likely to be um, uh, present, where the eyeballs are more likely to be present. So what we're doing is we set up first a persona, and second, we target a destination and not a person. Interesting. So what you're really doing, then, instead of having you know cookies follow me around the internet and watching everything, almost everything I do, you're instead going to the places that I would most likely go as a user based on my interests and targeting me there. Exactly. And furthermore, I actually, we actually uh, don't want to know about you as a person. We want to know about you as a persona, which is in mm -hmm. a position of, you know, with personalized uh, marketing. So when we are going to uh, try to reach someone um, like you who meets certain criteria, we're not going to try to reach Richard. As a matter of fact, we don't want to know who you are. What we are doing is thanks to our unique set of data that again, we've collected over the years and we are constantly enriching thanks to our very robust data strategy. What we are able to do is we are able at any given time to qualify our tens of thousands of publishers for a certain type of persona. And then to your exact point, once we uh, have defined a target and a persona uh, with our brands, we are going to um, target and display our ads in a combination, in a unique combination of publishers that we know is more likely to yield the best result to reach that persona at scale. Nowhere we know whom we are targeting and nowhere we are we are following uh, these people thanks to third party and or first party uh, data identifiers. My next question is a bit optional, but I find it fascinating that you're one of the first people I've talked to, if not the first person I've talked to, who has compared the persona model with the way advertising used to be done. That you know, if I was somebody who watched Monday Night Football, I might be interested in the new, I don't know, Dodge pickup, for example. It's a Probably a terrible example, but that's the one I came up with. Why do you think we strayed so far from that model in the first place, only to come back to it now? Because it feels to me like we could have avoided a lot of, you know, consumer trust issues along the way. Yeah. So, so just to clarify a little bit, I think your your example is a uh, is a good one. But it's obviously it's overly simplifying what we do because um, what you described could be, you know, akin to uh, the famous slash infamous contextual and semantic solution, right? Mm -hmm. Where anybody can go and scrape information off a website 
and based upon what they're reading there, infer the interest of the user. Uh, what we're doing is we're going way beyond that, is we are uh, based upon, again, our unique set of data. We are able to cross-reference multiple sites. And in appearance, even though those sites might not have any connection between them, we know that the persona that's being targeted for a certain brand are going to be likely to be in this collection of websites. But if you take it in, in its most simple form, it's kind of what you said. The reason why we veered from that is because of the invention of the cookies, which turned out to be uh, you know, this little piece of code that came out with, uh, you know, with browsers uh, at the end of the 20th century. And people realized that they could be used with hyper-targeting. So we also like to say at Augury that uh, uh, you know, targeting thanks to cookies has been a perversion of the industry, which um, to some extent yields very, very strong results when you look at the bottom of the funnel and hyper-personalization. But that's only a small percent of, of the industry. Uh, the bulk of the, uh, of the budget are still being spent at the top of the funnel, i.e. prospecting and branding. And for that, um, uh, the cookies have their limitation. Outside also of the fact that from a purely uh, uh, privacy protection and, uh, and, and cracked down from the regulation, they become less and less uh, a possibility and, uh, and, and an avenue that, uh, that is able to be taken. So we have to go back to casting a wide net. What personified advertising allows us to do is to leverage um, you know, the ability to cast a wide net, but be still extremely precise thanks to all of the data that is available on the internet. Uh, you know, again, that can be collected thanks to uh, a full consent and full respect of the privacy. And then obviously, thanks to uh, 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 the great progress that have been made possible, uh, you know, with machine learning and, uh, and, intel and artificial intelligence. Fascinating stuff. Well, Jeff, what? If someone wanted to know more about Ogre, where would they go? So they'll go on augury.com. Uh, we have quite a bit of content there. Uh, you know, they can contact any of our great, uh, you know, salespeople over the world. Uh, and, uh, you know, they can uh, reach out to us directly as well, uh, you know, on LinkedIn, online, wherever. Uh, but, uh, you know, we really strongly believe that uh, Personified advertising is going to be the fourth wave of, uh, of uh, the advertising, and we're really looking forward to it. Excellent, as, as am I. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. This was, this was fascinating stuff. Thank you, Richard. Much appreciated. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts like this one, be sure to check out Advertising Week's rapidly expanding podcast network at www.advertisingweek.com slash podcasts. As a marketer, you know it's crucial to spend your budget wisely. Mountain's self-serve connected TV marketing software helps you do that with data-backed insights that take the guesswork out of measuring your ad's impact. With Mountain, you can track your connected TV ad performance in real time and see how it compares to your other channels with leading web analytics integrations. You can even see who's visiting your website or making a purchase after watching an ad, regardless of what household device they use. Visit Mountain.com to learn more.